The time is now. What is the secret to success? Movement. People look at you strange saying you change, like you work that hard to stay the same. Like you're doing all this for a reason. Hard work. Yeah. Works. This podcast is brought to you by Calistica Fit app. Uh, that's right, we got an app also. The Fit app gives you unlimited access to over 100 high-quality fitness classes, and you can choose from a mix of spin, strength, TRX, HIT, yoga, Pilates, meditation, mobility workouts. We got some new content coming out. I just did a DJ spin class that's going to be coming out pretty soon. So check all those things out. Download the Calistica Fit app. Go to Apple Store, go to the Google Store, Android Store, and you can get it all done there. It's very simple. It's our Netflix version of fitness. And point and click and have fun. And by the way, it's less than 50 cents a day. Yeah! Do you have a very special guest today? A very (laughs) special guest. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Welcome to another Trainers Talks. <laughs> My name is Donovan Allman, uh, and I'm joined by a, you heard that voice, that sultry voice. That is uh, my wife, ladies and gentlemen. That is the one and only Jacqueline Allman. How are you doing, wife? I'm great. Husband. <laughs> All right. So, you know, right now uh, we're recording this on the 24th and of, of August, and uh the last eight days, eight days has been kind of a... Yeah, that's fair. Been, been action-packed. Um, you are a volunteer firefighter, and you have been um, out and about in uh, some of the Sonoma County fires. What's the name of those fires that you've been out and part of? Um, so I started on the Walbridge fire, bumped over to the Stewart's fire, which then grew so big it became part of, part the, of the Wallbridge fire okay and i wanted to kind of get your opinion like a little short interview before we go into our um my next talk with uh chris that i did a couple of months ago um one of the things that people have been kind of talking about with this fire it started with a lot of these fires the one um that happened in napa that's that's been going on it started from this dry lightning and also just lightning that we had, um, you know, like I said, about eight days ago. So what, you know, why is fire season, or it seems like, is becoming bigger than compared to years ago, 10, 10 years ago, if you compare it to 10 years ago? Why does it seem like it's, it's yeah. much a bigger deal? Well, part of it is a lot of this area hasn't burned since like 1960. Mm. So there's a lot of really grown in fuels. There's a lot of areas that are ripe to burn. Um, You know, this year in particular, um, this weather is just unprecedented for the area to have that many lightning strikes and to have it all, you know, August is a little early for Napa in terms of fire season, but you know, more and more fire season is 
growing and lengthening and becoming longer and longer. So part of it is drier climates. Part of it is a lot of just, you know, fire behavior is becoming more and more unpredictable out here. And so, you know, this year, especially our resources um, are super low due to COVID-19. And so we've lost a lot of the people and recruitment that we would usually be having going on right now. Um, it's just not available to us. So I would say part of it is we just have a lot of fuels that haven't burned. Mm. And part of it is, you know, the climate is drier and, um, you know, the weather is just more and more unpredictable. Gotcha. Uh, so of course, um, before I get my next question, you know, we're just sitting here on the couch, so we're gonna, we might have visitors that stop by and, <laughs> and uh, the visitors are much younger. Um, so, you know, you posted on August 21st on your Instagram account um, at Jacqueline, or Jack, at Jackie Allman. That's correct. Visit me at JackieAllman.com. Yes, J-A-C-Q-I. Dot almond. Dot almond. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you posted on August 21st, you showed a visual of how intense the fires are when you're on the front lines. What is your uh, mindset during that? And what is the objective generally as a crew? Um, so, you know, always our objective in any fire situation is the safety of the crew. It's always life is first. So you know, our objective is always safety of the crew. And that particular video that you're referencing, we were on a structure protection assignment. So our goal was to keep the structure intact. Um, this fire had continued to grow and grow. And our initial idea was we were gonna keep the fire from jumping the line. And as it got closer and closer, we just realized the magnitude that this fire had grown to. And at that point it became one crew safety to save the structure, which luckily we did both. We had no injuries coming out of that. Um, the structure was fully intact, uh, which is excellent. Um, so our goal really was just how do we do our best to stay here? We ended up, you know, that fire blew right over us um, and we ended up being trapped in there for a little while, but we were safe. We were in a safe area but ended up being trapped in there for a little while. So, um, you know, it's one of those things that the goal is always to, it's, you know, life, structure, environment. That's the gotcha. The plan. Um, do you ever have some fear when you're out there? Absolutely, you know, I have you, I have the kids, like I'm always thinking about you, you're always in the back of my mind and I look at the situation and, you're always trained, there's um, shout watch outs and you're trained on all of these, they're called 10 and 18s and you look for these certain safety things and you say, I'm looking at certain things that hit the 10 and 18s that are um, not, you know, that are warning signs that you need to be careful. So I'm always looking out for those things. If I start to feel uncomfortable, I speak up and our crew and our my superiors are always really good at listening and saying, you know what, if you're not safe, step out. So gotcha. it, you're always allowed and you're always encouraged to express your safety. In the moment your adrenaline is pumping, you don't really think about 
all of the elements. You focus on what's the task, what's the assignment, do those things and remain safe. So what are three to four exercises that you feel like, or it could be two, but like that you feel like truly translate the most in helping you get prepared for what people are calling dry season? Yeah, you know, so I would say, and I'm going to speak totally from my personal experience and from my trainer experience, and I don't want to, t I don't want to um, feel like I'm touching on anybody personal training in terms of wildland season or cal fire or anything like that. Yeah, but this is, uh, I, from, I didn't ask them, I asked you. From my personal experience, I would say you definitely need to have a certain cardio base because you don't know when you're going to be able to stop and you need the ability to either hike out, um, hike up, you, you're going to be going. And there isn't a little bit of adrenaline boost that keeps you pushing forward. Um, but inevitably, you need to have cardio to keep going. So I would say there isn't... So what, what, what exercise within cardio, what type of cardio would you say help, has helped you, probably gives you that, 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 that adrenaline or that same similar rush? So I would say really like, I think spin has been a big benefit to me. But hiking is another one of those that I think is super beneficial. Um, you know, anything, even if you're on the treadmill and you're walking mm -hmm. uphill on a good incline, you're going to be able to. So five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to be able to keep going. Yeah. You don't have to go fast. We have a rule that's go slow to go fast. Okay. Really think about what you're doing. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Everything is a marathon here. And that's what you need to be able to do. Okay. What other exercises you're thinking about? Um, you need to have a lot of upper body strength. I, you know, the battle ropes are great. You got to be able to haul hose. You got to be able to hold hose. For me personally, trying to like cut line down a hillside or hold a, hold a hose for a long period of time, I feel like having glute strength has really benefited me. So a good lunge or split squat stance, like being able to sit in that stance and hold it. Yeah. Just I saw, hold I saw it. isometric type of Yeah, uh, a, a lot of ISO is beneficial. Um, you got to have upper body strength because you're hauling a lot of hose. Yeah. Um, so that's a, I would say that's definitely another one I would put on there. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for this little quick chat on your your experience out there on the uh, front lines, keeping everybody safe and saving structures and, and uh, getting people out of the area. Um, we're gonna tie, next is uh, going into a interview I did with the mayor of Calistoga, Mr. Chris Canning. I did this interview about three months uh, back, but it's kind of a good general uh, interview about Chris, his experiences as being mayor, um, and also how he balances that with, with exercise and wellness. Enjoy. Yeah. Hello, boys and girls. We're here with a very special, special guest. Um, and this, this guy reigns all the way from Calistoga, born in... Beacon Falls, Connecticut. Born in Beacon Falls, Native Connecticut. Native New Englander. And he's uh, one of my clients, one of my good friends, and uh, I'm so happy to have him sit down for Trainers Talks, the mayor of Calistoga, the CEO of Illumination Technologies. Thank you. 
Mr. Chris Canning. Welcome to Casa de Canning. Awesome. I'd like to say the mayor's mansion, but it's not the mayor's mansion. We don't have one of those in Calistoga. No, it's a very <laughs> humble, nice little abode. There we go. We'll leave it at that. Exactly. So how long have we known each other? So we actually, 13 years, I think you've been training me. Yeah. Uh, as you, I joke often, Donovan is the longest relationship I've ever had. I know. Outside of my parents. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and Jackie's okay with that. There we go. Um, and do you remember how we met? We met, uh, well, first we had met uh, in an establishment. It was either the library or church. Yes. <laughs> in downtown Calistoga. Um, when you came to work for Solage, prior to Solage even being finished, being built. Yeah. And we were in a local establishment, again, the library or church, um, called Susie's, I think, Susie's Church. Or something yeah, like exactly. <laughs> uh, we'd met because you were in with some of your new colleagues that you were getting to know. And yeah. we were introduced and onward and upward from there. And then... I started uh, as a member of Solage when they first opened and finally convinced, convinced myself I needed some assistance. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, you are client number three. Are one and two still around? No. Oh, well, there uh, we go. So he holds... <laughs> I had he, nothing to do with their disappearance. He holds the belt uh, for for longest uh, client that I've been, uh, been training and... Uh, with no pauses ever. Right? No, 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 no little vacations, <laughs> you know. There's a couple moments I was like, I don't know, but uh, no, he, he's, you, you've been keeping it going. We've been training at least once to twice a week for 13, 13 years. 13 years, yeah. So... Thank um, you. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's, it's really cool to kind of see the progression of how you've kind of moved through these last 13 years because you've had a lot of changes in your life significantly absolutely <laughs> and these last 13 years it's probably i mean i don't know what the other decades were like but besides probably the first zero to 10 i feel like this last decade or so has probably been the biggest changes in your life uh on a lot of levels yeah, yeah. physically mentally emotionally relationship work yeah yeah so it's crazy people we'll kind of yeah let's let's kind of <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into that a little bit um what, uh, first of all, why did you come to Calistoga and why did you decide to stay in Calistoga? So I was originally transferred here, here for work. I used to work for Nestle Waters, shameless plug, one of their products, two of their products. Um, and I was working for them overseas. I was actually living in Paris mm -hmm. and they owned Calistoga Mineral Water Company based here on the Silverado Trail. And they brought me here for a, a temporary three-year assignment Yeah. Uh, to kind of revamped the brand and unfortunately it was kind of beyond salvage at that point so at the end of that three years I was two weeks away from being moved back to the east coast to take on a new project and I was literally walking my dog at the time uh -huh. Maddie rest in peace oh, um, Maddie. Oh, I miss Maddie. <laughs> and um, literally looked around and called my boss two weeks before the moving truck was going to arrive and I said I can't do it um, so long story short uh, I retired and had to go find a job real quick but yeah i was only this was a, a three-year assignment 14 years ago oh wow <laughs> and i count myself very lucky to have found calistoga what was it about you know you know do you I mean you had you had that moment when you were walking maddie but what was the what was those pinpoints that were like you know this is this is this this is the place to kind of be it's outside of the town i grew up in it's the first place and i moved seven times at that point yeah um it's the first place that felt 
like home again. Mm -hmm. And I've been very fortunate in my life. I've lived in some amazing places. I've lived in other places in the world. I've traveled throughout the world. Um, very, very fortunate, count yeah. myself lucky. But that kind of gave me a benchmark of what a good lifestyle is and a good location uh, and good people. And for me, all of that is here. Yeah. And that made my decision very easy. It was the first time in my career that I, and I was with Nestle for 16 years. Yeah. First time in my career that I made a lifestyle decision versus a career decision. Uh, yeah. And that's what chose me to stay. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think um, in a several ways, I think mine kind of blended the two because I I'd never thought of myself staying in California this far away from my family, who's also on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's uh, you know, 50% of it is a lifestyle decision too of, you know, uh, weather, food, people, um, of kind of being out here. Yeah. And, um, it's, uh, you, you know, when you when we first started to train, um, I, you were, how much were you weighing above what you're right now? Right now you're very slim and trim. Uh, you're yeah. never supposed to ask my age or weight, right? Yeah. Is that uh, it? well this is, this is when All we're right, on so trainers talk, so you don't have a problem talking about that. I hate Total, true confessions. Yes. So I'm five, my driver's license says I'm 5'8". Yeah. I'm actually 5'7". <laughs> um, don't tell the DMV. Um, I, at that point, was pushing 168, mm. actually. And there was one point where I broke 170. Yeah. On 5'7". Yeah. And it wasn't all muscle. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think, um, you know, I would say within within reason, we had a couple of spurs, but for the most part, you've kind of kept that weight off. Uh, most of it. I've, I'm at my lowest ever right now, yeah. consistently for the entire COVID period yeah, yeah. Uh, that we're in. Um, but I usually bounce between 155 and 160 is what I did for the longest period of time. And sure, we had our, my peaks and valleys yeah, yeah. Um, along the way, but uh, in that range, but I'm in the one, the buck 50 range now. Yeah. Very comfortable. Yeah, that, that, that is, a, I mean, that's a good range. While still you. eating and drinking everything I want. <laughs> and, and, and that is a kind of a key point because I do think. Almost everything. Yeah, but, you know, I think there's um, a misconception sometimes. I'll, I'll have people come up to me and say, I want to train with you, but I want to start working out first before I feel like I can train with you. Like they, they'll, they'll put that on me like they have to be at a certain level and not understanding that is the purpose for you working with me is that I'm going to get you to those steps even at the base level. Yeah. Um, and do you, do you remember, uh, so in that initial portion when we were first at Salaj, uh, that first month or so that we're training and we're trying to get that initial 10, 10 pounds or so off of you, um, I remember us setting goals that you held me accountable to. <laughs> yes. And do you remember one of the punishments that... I will never forget this. And I think you almost got in trouble for this. Maybe. I, I, <laughs> did I almost get in trouble for it? The management of Solage at the time found it, you know... Yeah, yeah. Odd or interesting that you made a member do this. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I'll let you, you tell your version. So of I had, we had goals that had to be met. The goals were for my own good. Um, and if I missed a goal, um, usually with a time period associated, then there was a punishment. You know, it's running up a hill, carrying something heavy. Uh, this particular goal was to 
push around the parking lot of Solage, the loop, uh, Donovan in his car <laughs> without the engine running just in neutral. Yes, I remember that very much so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think, you know, we, we laugh about it now. And, and, uh, and I just knew that, like, that first month or so was just very key to kind of, if we can get you to a point, because you were a very regimented guy. Uh, and one of the important parts of why I've continued with the training, other than the fact that you're a great trainer, you're a good person, um, is the accountability element. Yeah. It's far too easy for me or anyone to oh i'll i'm gonna skip today i'll go tomorrow tomorrow yeah. comes i'll go the next day yeah um when you have a point in time defined on the calendar and somebody you are responsible to for being there um it i've always used it even if i fell off the wagon and you know skipped four or five six days in a row i knew uh oh day seven's coming and that's donovan day yeah and i need to pull pull my act together yeah. Um, so for me, that was as important as the the actual exercises we're doing and the and the workouts you give me in between is the accountability factor. Yeah. Uh, and that play has played a consistent role. Um, I think we've had Wednesdays on the calendar for all of that period. We've added and subtracted here and there, but I know when that count. If I'm in my bad zone. Yeah. Um, I know that that day is coming. Exactly. Exactly. I think, uh, you know, you've just even how you said that I mean like you've kind of built routines and you know what would you what is your kind of typical morning routine when you kind of get up what's kind of like your are your workout routine what's kind of like when you're on your own and you're not necessarily training with me what does your typical day mornings evenings mixed how does that work so ideally the goal is to work out in the morning if I don't get it out of the way in the morning as the day progresses there's too many excuses, yeah. obstacles, circumstances that pop up yes. uh, that prevent me from doing that. So ideally, alarm clock, first time goes off around 5.30, yeah. feet on the floor, hopefully by 6.15. Yes. Um, and then to the gym or currently in my garage, because yeah. again, where this is COVID, whenever you're going to watch this video, this is when this is happening. Yeah. Um, and get it out of the way. And the workouts are the ones that you have programmed and designed for me in between the time you cool. and I meet. Um, I'm a big fan of running well I don't like running but I do it yes. um, and have since I was in middle school um, so that's my cardio or cardio equipment at the gym um, but yeah it's, it's I try to do a minimum of four mornings a week exclude outside of the one that the one to two that I'm committed to you on yeah and do you have um, before you work out do you do you eat anything do you have coffee do you or after you work out, is that when you do you eat anything breakfast? How's that work? Nope. First thing, as soon as I get up, I just big glass of water, chug that down, yeah. um, get dressed, go. The cough, I can't eat anything before. Yes. Uh, just too much moving around. Yeah. Um, the coffee, I'm not allowed. I don't allow myself. I love coffee. Yes. And for me, coffee is the reward when the workout's over. Gotcha. So when I, you know, now that I'm working out of the uh, garage for now. The first thing I do when I'm done and I come in the house is I push the button on the coffee maker. <laughs> so that's the reward. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, the workouts in between, I mean, you know, you've known me long enough. I get very easily bored and distracted. Totally. So the fact that you are constantly refreshing my workouts and yeah. changing the, you know, what they are um, and always surprising me with uh, new things that I'm like, well, what's that going to do? And then I feel it the next day. Yeah. Um, that, that I've appreciated because I can continue to, you know, do curls forever but I'm going to lose focus and attention yeah on that when it how do you so 
so you're a CEO, you're a mayor, um, you're an individual that, you know, likes to, you know, socialize and, and, and be around people. Um, how do you balance the duties of, cause you're, you're in a lot of leadership positions. Um, and how, what, what gets your thought into being a leader and then what, what allows you to balance that all? Um, I mean, I was, I was raised in a family that the attitude was if you, if there, if you have skills or you've benefited from things that you've learned or experiences in life, in your life that you, others could benefit from, or you can contribute to, then you were expected to do so. Yeah. So whether it was professionally or giving back and my entire family is all in, has been in public service. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of instilled there. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also someone that I'm not allowed to complain, Can't come from a family where you're not allowed to complain about something unless you're willing to be part of the solution. And that's so kind of- So expound on that. So is, I feel like the way you said that, is that also a pet peeve for when people do that the same to you? I appreciate feedback from people. Yes. Um, but complaining for complaining's sake without either offering a solution or the suggestion of, the, of a solution or volunteering to be part of the solution. A solution yeah. Um, I have zero tolerance for. Yeah. Um, yep. And it goes through from everything I do in business all the way through to my public service. Yeah. You can. I, I take feedback and complaints and concern. I want input, but if you're just going to constantly be B and Ming, yeah, uh, bitching and moaning yeah. without ever offering up a, a, a an idea or a solution or wanting to volunteer to be part of that, then I don't have a lot of time for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, are you, so taking back to that balance, you know, you're, you're definitely in positions where that stuff happens mm -hmm. a decent amount. What, um, what gets you out of your head? What gets, what's kind of the meditative point for you in your day or in your routine that allows you to take that in, but don't let it um, stay on you all day yeah. or all night? you know, affecting your sleep and things like that. How does that, how does, how do you kind of balance that part of it? So for me, and not saying it just cause you're here, yeah. exercise for me has always been, physical activity for me has always been a stress reliever, a distractor. Yeah. Um, and one of the other reasons that I try to get it in the morning is it kind of wakes up the brain and gets yeah. me going. Um, and when I am feeling, you know, try to do one workout in the morning, there are days where I'll have done my workout, I'll go through a day that hasn't been awesome. Yes. Um, and then I'll go for a run that night um, because that helps me manage stress. Totally. Um, and I, when I feel better physically, I manage things better. Um, if that stress level gets too high and I'm not taking care of myself physically or doing that, kind of exerting that through, through exercise, um, I find it compounds and makes it worse. And I can feel myself get into that rut sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that's how I manage that. Yeah, totally. It's um, that that is a always a tricky balance of, um, you know, I think it's speaking of myself and and Jackie. I think Jackie has a harder time kind of turning that switch off. For me, I it's all based off the workout. It helps me a lot, uh, my own workout, and um, and be able to kind of interact with clients and kind of getting you guys' point of view because. Uh, you know your wisdom and your your point of view has helped 
kind of me rethink of certain things in a certain light that can kind of turn those things into things I can control and the things that I can't control, I can put it to the side and not worry about it. Um, I'm a control freak, but I realize that I can't control everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever there are human beings involved. Um, and I don't mean controls and control people, but if I could sometimes. <laughs> um, let's come to, to workouts. So what, what style of workouts do you like best? So cardio is for me, I need to have because it drives yeah. out the poison. Yes. Keeps the weight down. Helps keep the weight down. Um, I do like, um, obviously, strength training. Yeah. But, you know, back to what I said a little bit earlier, the diversity of the strength training exercises you create for me. Yeah. Keeps me interested. Yeah. If it was just like, do bench press, do curls, and it's kind of the same thing, I totally will lose interest. Yeah. Um, so, it's a, a, for me, it's a balance of, um, I want some muscle tone. I mean, we joke, it's pool season or beach body season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not looking to be the Incredible Hulk. I just want, you know, some definition people could notice, you know, it's over there. Yeah, yeah. Type of thing. <laughs> um, but I want, for me, it's, it's more about being toned with yeah. a little bit of definition, but certainly keeping the weight up because I can easily bounce up. Yeah, um, yeah. No, no, no. As you've witnessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I, I've known over. 13 years uh you've i've had to train you for special events um mount kilimanjaro being one of them that i i can think of for sure off the top of my head I've done uh, mount rainier we trained for yeah uh, mount kilimanjaro um we've done i've done a bunch of road races we've done the ragnar relay race together yeah. um a bunch of things but yeah you're what There's was specific targets and goals that we, we go to so so taking some of those uh things and you, you've also done some marathon Correct. Um, some other different, you've done beta breakers several times. Mm, seven times, I think. Yes. <laughs> which, is a, which is a fun one. Six more than I should have. Yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's a Nobody needs to see that much nakedness running around. Yeah, it's, 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 a, <laughs> it's, it's a little jarring. Um, but taking uh, those things, you've made some of those things into trips. Um, what, you know, do you have any highlights of some of those, those types of... Uh, uh, travels or uh, events that you've done? So the Rainier trip and we got from the mountaineering school for Rainier, they sent you, I think you recall, like six months in advance, they give Harris some things you need to be working on and we incorporated those into our workouts. Um, Rainier was incredible. Yeah. Um, it was a work trip. We, we took, when I was back with Nestle, we took some of our clients on that. Um, golf trip or a boating trip would have been much better um, but now that it's over it's great um, very technical climb I mean there's a reason it's used for and I'm not was never really interested in mountaineering or climbing yeah um, it's you there's a reason it's used in our hemisphere as a training grounds for Everest yeah while it's not quite as tall not even close to as tall it's very technical yeah um, that was an adventure um, unfortunately someone in the group just before me um, didn't make it to the top and didn't make it alive to the bottom. Um, so that's a little bit, you know, kind of puts you in, puts things in perspective. Yeah. Um, but that was a great trip when it was all done. The Kilimanjaro trip was absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's, you have far more altitude to deal with. Um, it's not as harsh a climb in terms of it's not as, you know, on Rainier, by the time you get to the end, you're, it's crampons and parkas and you're tethered to the people you're with and gotcha. ice axes and all that. Um, but the altitude, you know, you step, you breathe, you step, you breathe. And by far, 
you know, the physical conditioning that I was in helped me get to that. Yeah. But in that case, though, they'll tell you, you know, you can be a couch potato and make it to the top. Yeah. You could be very fit and not make it because altitude sickness is just something it you just can't is what it is. For. Yeah, totally. Um, and then the other races that we've trained for were fun and participated in together were. Yeah, Ragnar. <laughs> the smelly van, overnight, yes. too many people, no showers. Yeah, no, it was, it was, a, you know, it was, I, you know. For people who might not know, the Ragnar Relays was the race from San Francisco to Calistoga overnight with 12 runners. Yes. On a, t- on a team. 4,000 total runners, I think. Yeah, it was like 4,000 total runners. And like you said, it was two, two vans, six people in each van, and you do three separate runs to make your way from San Francisco all the way up to Calistoga. And um, I, I felt that was, you know, Calistoga has done a lot of things uh, recently. I mean, well, since I've been here like the last 10 years and since you've been involved with the city as a council member or as a mayor uh, with fitness and athletics, um, what what is the vision behind that? Or, or is that by accident or that's, is that by plan? It's by design, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've been known since the city was founded. You know, we sit obviously in a giant geothermal water source. Yeah. Uh, nicknamed the Healing Waters and Health and Wellness because at the spas we have, I've always been a, a driving purpose. Um, but in order to have that, you have to have access, regardless of what your economic situation or even your physical condition might be, to some form or fashion of, of, of wellness. Yeah. And we have a, a current council, myself included, that have had a very strong emphasis on that. Yeah. And not just programming for kids, but also for adults, seniors, et cetera. Uh, and we've been very focused on that in, in, in the last few years to the point where we've made, which is unheard of in most communities, almost any community, all of our park and recreation programs are free. Yes. Um, and we're able to do that because we happen to be a destination town for tourists who come and leave their money behind. And we use that to benefit the quality of life for those of us that live here. Um, but, you know, putting in some the community pool and making sure that we're utilizing that to its maximum. Um, we're fortunate to have that. We would love to have some more facilities, but whenever we could redo parks or enhance services, participate with private sector companies who yeah. provide those type of resources, um, full stop, uh, it's an absolute priority for me. And even it's as simple as, hey, let's do a, an in-chair exercise program for seniors or yeah. people with some uh, physical challenges. Um, just movement is good for the brain, good for the body. I mean, good I, for the community. We I are, mean, I've seen the transformation. Was, was, it's been a game changer, I think, with the... I think the Ragnar was... Um, events like that were really cool to see. Um, you know, they had the mud run and everything. Yep. Um, seeing people kind of come out and get excited about it. And I think also it's a cool energy um, to, you know, to balance the... what Napa Valley is, which is, you know, food and wine. Um, but to show off the spa and wellness yeah. um, history of Calistoga and seeing the people walk around in their, their bibs and their things and, and, and participating and, and going to CalMart and, and going to Calistoga Inn and different uh, establishments. Um, it also brings community together when you've exercised with someone, you participated in you know, a group class of yours or some event that's, that we're doing in Calistoga. It, it, it humanizes you totally <laughs> you know you're in your 
workout gear, you're sweating, it's a bonding experience. And, and I've watched and I've even developed relationships with people that, you know, I started a class with. And you may recognize them from town, yeah. but until, you know, you're all huffing and puffing together. Yeah. Um, and it's really come together and, and certainly your group and, and what your team has done in making those types of experiences far more accessible, both in number and availability, um, has come a long way for the community as a whole and has, has created an expansion of participation at all levels. Yeah, I think this is where we're kind of outside of your own personal fitness is where we've been most aligned is that seeing how generationally you know, you know, education is one portion, but also the physical health of people is another of really changing generations and and uh, the wellness of people mentally and and physically. And I think also too by doing the programs that has happened, I think the coolest thing is seeing that um, I will speak to like the aqua aerobics uh, in particular we've found ways to connect the city and things that we do to keep services happening year round. Yep. And so that was one thing like I think four or five years ago where several of the participants, um, you know, their exercise was maybe the aqua aerobics. And then when the, the pool would obviously for seasonally during the winter would shut down, they would also shut down. <laughs> when it came to hibernation <laughs> hibernation for <laughs> for exercise and it's been cool to see that you know we've been able to keep that program you know integrated with the city and certain things that we do to keep some of those participants going year-round and just the dramatic um, changes that has happened to them physically and the ability for them to not need the level of assistance that would be typical if somebody's above 75 and not working out regularly and you know, it kind of gives some empowerment there for a, a community that's pretty prominent here, the the community over 65. Yeah, it's a big, it's about almost 20% of our population. Wow. Which is, we're happy to have them. Exactly, <laughs> oh no, I mean, it's it's really, I mean, I love, it's talking about diversity, I love the diversity of working out with um, and doing things for kids who are five to people who are 95, 85. So it, it, I, I, it stimulus for my brain and kind of figuring out ways to connect with, with people of all ages and different backgrounds. And Well, also for, uh, for the benefit of our community, what your team and your organization has been able to do is expand the availability across ages, yeah. cultures, yeah. Uh, and socioeconomic challenges. You've, yeah. You've helped our city offer all that type of programming. Um, if you're not involved in some sort of physical activity or program or class, um, there isn't a reason not to be because it's all there. Yeah. You know, some of it costs some money, some of it doesn't. So, yeah. But there's those options are there. And, and certainly we appreciate what you guys have done and always the willingness to, to drive that wellness message within our community. And one thing I will say is if you have a complaint about the program and if you're not getting what you need come to me save this guy a little bit <laughs> save save him a little bit your complaint will be conveyed to him that i'll yeah. hear on a wednesday morning as i'm yeah. lifting something heavy yeah I, I might convey it might roll back to him our role i'll try to go through the proper channels maybe talk to rachel who's the who's done a great job never a complaint it's some feedback some feedback some feedback recommendation <laughs> exactly so 
uh, kind of we're going to go into okay, kind of two more kind of main questions, and then we'll kind of go into a lightning round and um, and then see if you have any questions for me. All right. Um, we kind of talk about what's your vision for Calistoga. What is your you you won't be able to be mayor forever. I hope not. Yes. <laughs> so and I know there's a lot of you that think the same. So we're okay. Um, so what does that transition look like? What's the next step? So what what do you kind of see happening in your near future and your later future? So one of you know as I mentioned, the, I originally got into this because I didn't like the way I saw things. Some things happening in the city. Yeah. So I for, literally first ran for office because I was complaining to my dad, who was, was a Marine. Yeah. Um, I was bitching and moaning on my own. and, and uh, The real Mr. Canning. Exactly, the real Mr. Canning. Uh, and he had a few choice words and basically said, shut up or get involved. And, you know, I did so and ran for office, got elected. Um, a city council, not being a local or a native, thought that was... I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. It did. And while I was in there my first two years, I thought there were still some opportunities that things could be different. Yeah. Um, and then ran for mayor, and I've been ever since, eight years. And I I think we've come a long way. Not everything yeah. has certainly been easy. Yeah. Not everything has been popular. Yeah. But um, whether you like what we have done, whether you like me or not, you honestly cannot look back over the last eight years and say that where we are today is not better than where we were. Yeah. Um, whether it be financially, program-wise, um, availability of services we offer our community, yeah. um, better lifestyle for people. Um, and this is, in this stuff, like, I, I think this is, that's a, that's a pinpoint in what politics is, because, you I mean, technically it is, it is politics that people um, won't see, but there's statistics and there's there's data. I mean, like, I'll just go based off the things I know for sure within our programs that we do with the city. There's more participation in, um, in fitness in the last two, three years than, than it was prior. I mean, like, it's it, like the numbers are there. Yeah. And, and I know um, things I've seen that have been happening the improvement and just the development and the revenue that's coming through the city that they can provide these type of services has totally increased. Um, but my one of my mottos or mantras is: Yes, we're a tourist destination. We should celebrate that. Yes. And I'm I make no bones about it that we market who we are to bring people here to leave their money, capitalize on tourism for the improvement to the quality of life of, for those of us that live here. Yeah. Full stop, very simple. I'm not shy about that at all. Yeah. Um, we don't sit in a diamond mine or an oil uh, well. I mean, yeah. that's all great. It's, it's, it's what yeah. we do. It's what we started with. It's, it's how we were founded. Um, and one of the things, even from the very beginning when I was in, you know, started running for office here and being involved is, is pride be proud of who we are there yeah. are a lot of conversations i was involved in where it was oh well you know we're just little calistoga up the valley or what was me type of thing and i say bs to that yeah I mean, we are an amazing place amazing people 
own it, celebrate it, champion it, boast about it. Totally. Um, and that's really important. Yeah. And and if you, if you feel good about yourself as a person, as a community, as a family, a community, etc., um, that rings true. And yes, com- I do not any stretch of the imagination think that everybody should agree on everything all the time. Never. Yeah. But to a point you just made, facts are facts. Yeah. Statistics are statistics. Yeah. We are in a better place. Yes. You don't have to like it yeah. in certain elements. Yeah. Um, but we by far are better off today than we were yesterday or eight years ago. Yeah. Um, and I will keep doing this. You know, I joke that I will keep doing this until I'm tired of doing it or the community's tired of me. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, if I have the ability to serve and I think there's benefits and the community thinks there's benefits to me doing so, um, just like all of my colleagues on the council, then that's what I'll do. Cool. Um, I'm certainly not doing it because I've got nothing else to do. Yes. Um, it has its challenges, and I'm aware of that. Um, I certainly don't do it for the money. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> accused of that once, and I reminded people that, you know, as council members, we get $200 a month before taxes plus health care. So, yeah, we're appreciative of that. Yeah. Um, but you, you put a lot into it. And I, I've, I've, from day one, I've committed to being available yes and accessible yeah and if someone has a problem or a concern in town and they haven't made me aware of it that's kind of on them because there are multiple ways to to get to me yeah um and i will listen to i will talk to anyone anytime anywhere about anything yeah um, but i i can't or we as a city can't fix something if we don't know it's broken yeah i, I and i think that's a skill kind of going out to people is that i've um you know, kind of take a serious note. I've seen uh, some of the, the the happy moments that you get to do as like an auction. Uh, what's the auction master? What's the, what's the uh, hearts and hands auction? Yeah, auctioneering yeah. for yeah, charity well, events. You, you call, yeah. yeah. So I I see. I feel like that's some of the joys of being a mayor and stuff like that. But I I think people unappreciate the level of sometimes stuff that you take on that is that is not wrapped around it's not wrapped around money it's not wrapped around um even a status of being mayor is is really wrapped around trying to make this area a better place so that's to my core that and how i was raised if you can if you can make the world a better place around you you do no harm help others yeah um and you know similar to i guess a hairdresser or a barber um a trainer is sometimes like a therapist yeah um, and we've built a very good relationship, which I've appreciated. And Donovan has been on the receiving end of some of my concerns expressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say complaints, but I don't like complaining. But, yeah. Uh, and I've certainly appreciated that grounding and sounding wall and, and feedback. Yeah. Um, and the, the funny thing is... Without even, disclosing any names. <laughs> no, I mean, and, that, and that's actually, even within that, like, I think people will make that assumption that I'm getting all these tips and and these heads up and the and and uh really he's like okay this is he's like this has been in the newspaper or this has been so i can say it now and he'll tell me things that kind of are already been they've already been public they've all been talked about in the meeting and things like that so i really don't get the 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 tips it's, it's almost just like you were saying that you are available and you're willing to tell people what is out there for them to use to to make their situation better um, or if they have a suggestion, you, like you're open for that. Um, so we're going to uh, switch gears a little bit. Uh, 
Do you remember when you were about to turn 40, the call you gave me? <sighs> was that the call? Is this about uh, my goal? Yeah. When I was turning 40? Yeah. For me, so, so this is. This All is right, what, go. So this is where I remember it. I think it was. So your birthday is December, December 29th. 29th. Yeah. So December 29th. Um, and I think in November, um, and you, you just, and it's not that often that you call me. I mean, like, I think, I think we text, like, just confirm sometimes sessions or things get switched up. There's a couple of times we'll call on certain, certain things, but uh, it's not, we normally can kind of talk it through when we see each other for yeah. our session. And I remember you giving me a call and you're like, you had, you had a moment of like, you're turning 40 and you're like, I'm going on, a, you're going on a trip, right? Yeah. We went to Costa rent. I rented a house in Costa Rica for myself and 20 of my friends. Yes. <laughs> and I was going to be in a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, I got to get ready for this. And so, you know, um, what made that different? What made you like, oh, I, I got to turn this on and I got to be ready for this? What? It was, um, and I had no issue turning 40, but it was one of those like kind of gut checks. It was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be 40. Yeah. What have I done with my life? What am I going to do with my life? Oh, I let myself slide a bit. And yeah, I do, t I do now remember that. I mean, I knew we built a program to get to 40, but it was the phone call that kicked it off. And um and I gave you permission to continue to hold me accountable and beat the crap out of me. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I just, I just wanted to bring that up. No, yeah, time. very much so. Um, okay, one more thing I want to talk about before we get to a couple of lightning questions. Uh, I'll go off camera for a second here. Uh-oh. A little show and tell. <laughs> so, this right here is one of Calzaga Fitz t-shirts. Absolutely. And it happens to be the first t-shirt when Calzaga started itself in 2014-ish. So the back of it says, my sweat covers up my tears. Where did you get that quote, Donovan? I don't know. Can you tell me a little bit more about <laughs> so how... So this is something that Chris said. Uh, can you explain? We were working out. My sweat covers up yeah, my tears. Yeah, we, we were working out, and I was, uh, you were beating me up pretty hard. Um, my own fault. I may, you know, strayed a little bit. And somebody came into the, to the gym and just you know, made a positive comment about my workout. And I said, oh, wow, you're sweating. Uh, you're really working out. I said, oh, don't worry. The sweat is covering up my tears. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was crying from the torture being given. And Donovan's like, oh, interesting. Uh, for the record, folks at home, I have yet to receive any penny of royalty on that. <laughs> well, he, he's received free t-shirts. <laughs> that's, that's fair. His, that's that's his, fair. <laughs> that is his payment. Free t-shirts. I do I see people around town wearing them, and it makes me laugh. But yeah, my sweat covers up my tears. Yeah, so it's uh, you can't tell I'm crying if I'm sweating. No, it, it looks the funny thing. It looks really good on our, our uh, me and Jackie's kids because I think the the relations, the kids' t-shirts that sold very very well with this saying on the back. Um, okay, so let's go into a couple of lightning questions and uh, and then you can ask me any questions. We'll get out. Um, I think we kind of already uh, answered this, but just give me your the thing that pops to the top of your head. It doesn't have to be quick, and we move on, mm -hmm. but. 
but what kind of right in the moment comes to your head? Your uh, biggest pet peeve? Whining. Mm. Hands down. Favorite exercise? None of them. I don't like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do them because I have to. Yeah. No. Um, uh, so favorite cardio would definitely be running. Okay. Um, outside. Um, and then my favorite exercise, I really, uh, I like the upside down pull-ups. Yeah. Yeah. You do. You the first few times you made them, made me do them, I was not excited. <laughs> yeah. But now I, uh, I do. I like those. Cool. Um, least favorite exercise. Ugh. Um, that's going to be either a burpee or a Turkish getup. Yeah. Not a Turkish getup. This is called a. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Turkish right. getup. That's right. Yeah. Nope. Right. Don't. When I see that. Nope. Don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite cocktail? Oh, depends on the time of year. Mm, so give me, okay, give my, me, give me a couple of seasons. My so. summer cocktail, um, big fan of gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. Winter cocktail, um, anything bourbon, mm, okay. and then year-round Tito's and soda. Gotcha. And I have to comment on that for a second. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite Donovan exchanges is Donovan had said to me once. Um, you'd said to me once. You know, we would make, where it was a particular period I was trying to get from one goal to the next. Yeah. And uh, you had said, you know, you would make better progress if you changed your eating and drinking habits. Yeah. And my immediate response was, if I changed my eating and drinking habits, Donovan, I wouldn't need you. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I thought, you know, you're supporting the local business there it community. Is. <laughs> so I'm like, keep, keep cheers. <laughs> We should have had Tito's and soda there. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I should take a drink of that. That's a plug for trainers everywhere, by yeah, the way. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It is. It is about. And the you balance. don't have to. You don't have. If you, uh, I. Nobody loves food more than me. Nobody loves enjoying socializing more than me. Um, but it's all about the balance. It is. It, it is. You. You can do it. You can do it. Um, a little bit of all. You know. You got to work hard to get there and get to the point where you can maintain it. But once you get there balance it out have some fun and make sure you have some structure where you're taking care of yourself um you know in a health way uh favorite quote Ooh, that's on the spot right now yeah um i actually have a list of them um we'll come back to that one yeah you can paraphrase too if you if you don't know it exactly yeah um favorite local event Ugh. I mean, I love Harvest Table. I love um, the Tractor Parade. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're amazing events. But for me, to my to the core of what like when I come upon it and enter it, I just feel really good about our community. Is concerts in the park? Oh, I mean, yeah. it's it's young, it's old, it's uh, Anglo Latino, it's rich, it's poor, it's everyone, and just spread out in the park it's a beautiful backdrop to begin with yeah. and the music's usually good and even if it's not who cares it's just people sharing you know food and beverage with each other or just sharing stories yeah. it's it honestly warms my heart every time i see it and the fact that we may not have a summer with it yeah is pretty disheartening 
but yeah. that that's I but again love harvest table love tractor parade most interesting thing when I first moved to Calistoga I moved here in the spring uh, late winter early spring my neighbors were talking to me about tractor parade yeah and they're talking it through and talking it through and they're talking about this parade at night yeah with tractors and trucks and lights and I'm like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard yeah and then I saw my first one and it's magical it is so, it yeah. is it's, it, it is it is magical that's cool um well, that's, that's all I have for you, sir. Do you have any questions for me? Yes, I do. All right. Why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? I think um, that's, that's a good question. I, um, I would say it's, it's, it's rooted in some similar things that you were talking about. You know, you, you want to be, you want to be progressing the world versus bringing it backwards. Um, and what I found is that, um, my whole goal when I was younger was to get good at something that I really enjoyed doing. And I was able to figure this out in high school that I wanted to kind of go down this route. Um, and then once I got good at it, okay, what was the next level to it? And then is, was how do I make people's lives better better and one of the things I was thinking about was there's a lot of um, a lot of my clients I'll speak on that they're in situations that the people they might have relationships with I'm in essence their cheerleader they have they might have a relationship with a good friend but they have things where you know, they have to do certain things for them or they have to, you know, there's there's some pros and cons. And I just want to try to be as much of a pro as I can for them because I think mentally there's a lot of entities, internet, you know, people in your face, letters, pressure that is on clients shoulders and I'm lucky that a lot of my clients are in leadership positions and I feel that my contribution um, outside of my direct business and the, the people that I lead um, through Calistica Fit and DWS is that the people they lead if they walk in with a high energy or walk in with a positive energy and they get that they're gonna pass that down and I felt that that was my way to be able to really affect the world um, is be that person for for people where they can count on me. And so that's kind of what makes me do what I do. Very good. I have two quotes. Yeah. I remember now. Okay. Um, from mom, both of them. Yeah. Um, everyone has a story. Get to know it. Yeah. And... Be kind to others because you never know when they come back around. <laughs> I totally agree with that one. I totally agree with that one. Um, I have to say one of the reasons, so when I was deciding um, whether or not I was going to take the transfer or not to go uh, to the East Coast with Nestle before I decided, part of my lifestyle and choosing to stay was involved in that was the lifestyle that you've helped me create from a physical fitness standpoint, um, an attitude standpoint and just having i don't think there's another donovan on the east coast so oh, what yeah. would i do yeah um but from from a personal standpoint thank you 
for the friendship and for what you've done for me, but from a, uh, as the mayor, from a community standpoint, what you and Jackie and your team have done for our community has absolutely made Calistoga a better place. And I appreciate that very much. So. Well, that, 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 that means a lot. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And uh, our friendship is uh, going to continue to grow and, and, um, and I'm excited for... And you're still going to make me lift heavy things and put them back where I found them? I am. And I, <laughs> and I think, you know, what's, what's interesting, I think we're both up for the challenge of what the next, you know, year or two will be in trying to rebuild mental health and physical health uh, with the, you know, the separation that we've had as yeah. a community. So um, because of what you said, your favorite local event, I will, I will join you on, uh, on that first one. All right. The first one that they have back uh, in the park. Um, I'll, I'll definitely be there because I haven't been to one. <gasps> and All some right. of it is this is the fatherhood part of it. That's when my daughter normally has soccer practice. All and, right, we'll give you that. And, you know. But you have, you're off the hook because you've done harvest tables before. Yeah, you've done tractor parades. You've, I have a float and you have a float and tractor parade. I have the By float. the way, you've done two so far? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. What you guys put into it. Um, it's clear. It's a demonstration of the effort and energy you put into the work you do with your clients. Yeah, we we, we, was, we they were both very impressive. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of fun, and and uh, you know if, if we have the opportunity this year, we, we'll we'll look forward to kind of hopefully lifting some spirits and having some fun. If this is all still going on by the time Tractor Parade comes around, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll take all that back. We'll, we might have to throw in the towel. But I think, you know, uh, the beauty of the community will keep us going. Um, I want to thank you for joining me on Trainer Stocks. Thank you. I'd shake your hand, but we're not supposed to. I know. <laughs> COVID-19, be yeah. done. Please, please tap out. Please tap out. We're strong, but... We, we work out for this, but not for this Take a long. break. Give us a rest. <laughs> awesome. Awesome.